गुड मॉर्निंग वी आर गोइंग टू डू उद्धव गीता द लास्ट मैसेज ऑफ श्री कृष्णा दिस इज अव चैप्टर चैप्टर फोर सो वी आर गोइंग टू स्टार्ट फ्रॉम वर्स फोर ऑनवर्ड वी आर डन फ्रॉम वन टू थ्री यस्टरडे उद्धव गीता चैप्टर फोर वर्स फोर ऑनवर्ड्स द लास्ट मैसेज ऑफ श्री कृष्णा टू पीपल आर फ्री फ्रॉम एंगजाइटी एंड इमर्स्ट इन सुप्रीम ब्लिस the child that knows nothing and never works and the man who has realized the being above the gunas so there are only two kinds of people in this world who are absolutely on the path straight you know <laughs> they have got the uh free visa okay for doing what to attain sat chit ananda their job is every human beings you know aim in life is to reach this ultimate destination to reach the state of satchidananda and who has this eligibility factor the first one is called the baby the child see baby small baby you know it doesn't have anything to do in the world it is just lying in the bed it keeps on crying <laughs> sometimes it keeps on laughing it does nothing literally except is usual you know what it does okay pee poo all those kind of things <laughs> eating drinking sleeping that's it and evacuating and all those those are the things that it does and even if you show some you know some red color thing yellow color thing it doesn't recognize color that way but it's like a dog you know the dogs or animals you know you do like this you think that a bull for that matter in bull fight you think that the bull is seeing color red it is not able to see any color by the way they don't have any distinction of color for them everything is gray in color it's either dark gray or light gray okay it doesn't have the sense of color like human beings have this cells which can distinguish the colors animals don't a baby is able to distinguish color no doubt about it little bit but cannot make out anything so it's absolutely free from any tainting and the second important thing is the baby doesn't do any work see the baby is not doing any work but it makes other people do work see can you see that <laughs> the baby's job is to make other people work and the baby doesn't do any work the kind of a person who is needed to reach the state of ultimate bliss is a person who is not indulging in any activity whatsoever now i want you to think can you become a baby no but you have to become this person the second one the man who has realized the being above the gunas this you can definitely be can you not get tainted in anything no tainting whatsoever in your life absolutely no tainting you are not even doing any work i mean it doesn't mean that you have to become a lazy bone if you are a lazy bone then you are in a tamasic mode <laughs> this is not about tamas it's not about rajas and it's not 
neither about sattva. Sattva means doing good in this world, isn't it? Doing good in this world. I am nice, I am kind, I am considerate, I am loving, all that. No. Rajasik is a person who keeps on activity, activity, activity and activity only. Tamasik kind of a person, laziness, lethargy, inertia. <laughs> I don't want to do anything. <laughs> he will tell you he doesn't want to do anything. Does the baby tell you he doesn't want to do anything? Does he tell you? No. The baby doesn't do anything. Yeah, it spills everything, you know. That's like I told you. It makes other people do work. So you have to be in that state of being where no activity is involved. Zero activity. Like I was saying, you know, 10 days I, I took off because I wanted zero activity. But I think I was doing too much of activity <laughs> because, because I was watching literally everything around me. Even that watching is an activity, okay? If I have to observe, I have to watch, my mind is thinking. I'm thinking. Thinking is the one that you need to avoid. No thinking. Now do you understand when you say no activity, actually it is no activity with the mind. Body is anyway going to breathe. You can't say, no, I am, uh, breathing is an activity, I have to stop it. No, Guruji is not telling you to stop breathing. <laughs> Bodily activity, did I not tell you the child does everything? Like breathing, eating, sleeping, all those things it does, not that it doesn't do. But physically, the brain activity which is involved in Rajasik Guna doesn't happen. The, the laziness of the child, <laughs> you may say, you know, the child is lazy, full day he is doing nothing but sleeping over there. No, it is not like that. The child has its usual activity, but the mind is not active. Now just imagine a baby, okay, a three month or a four month baby, just telling the mother, this milk is too hot, you know, don't give me this, I need sugar in this. Can you imagine that is called mind activity? <laughs> You see, have you, you know, as a kid, have you noticed, I mean, as an elder, when you, when you have babies, have you noticed the kind of stuff that you feed the child? Yuck! You know, I don't think you will ever want to eat that stuff. You know, all those dals and rice and this and that and mixed with, like you think, you know, I have to create the best concoction in the world. <laughs> so you mix up all the stuff and create a kind of a, I don't know, some kind of a substance and then you feed it, take it, take it, take it. And the child, you assume, is liking what you're doing. The child is least bothered about it. It has no sense of knowing, oh, it is hot or it is cold. Yeah, when it is hot, it's definitely, ooh, it will do. <laughs> but otherwise, it's not going to say, it's so bland, I don't want to eat. Yeah. When the child grows up, it will do like that. But otherwise, it doesn't do like that. Okay. So, as an elder, when you have grown up, your job is to not indulge in mind activity. I think the network completely dropped. Is anything on? 
the network is completely gone. Okay, I hope so that the net is working properly. So, I hope you got this understanding that on one side there is the baby and on the other side is the elderly person. Now the elderly person is supposed to do the jobs which come his way without any mind activity. Do you really think you can do that? See? Just imagine, you are writing an examination, okay? You are thinking that you will pass and you will something will happen and then you get a red line. <laughs> and then what happens? Mind goes, I did this, I did so well, blah, 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 blah. How many days does the mind actively work? Many days. If somebody is dead in the family, many days, okay? You have lost your job, many months, I don't know how much time, till you get a new job. And when you get a new job, this one is like that, that one is like that, my boss is this and my this one is... Your mind is overactive. Sometimes people will say, I have a lot of work to do. Sometimes people will say, I have no work to do. Sometimes you will say that they are paying me so less. Sometimes you will say they are paying me okay, but I don't like this place. Is there any time when your mind doesn't talk? It talks too much. How can you reach Satchidananda then? You will never reach. So you want to reach the state of Satchidananda, you have to still your mind. So now we are going to learn about stilling the mind. Okay? So we will move to the next verse. This is a story. An interesting one. Uddhav Gita chapter 4 verse 5. We are going to do 5, 6, 7 and 8. Okay? Once upon a time, a maiden in the absence of her relatives elsewhere Herself had to receive a party which come, came to her house to ask her in marriage. So, there is a young girl of a marriageable age. So, one day, some people came to her house to ask for her hand in marriage. At that point in time, nobody was home except that girl. Right? The parents must have gone out somewhere. As she was husking paddy for their meal in a retired corner, oaking, the conch bracelets in her wrist made a great noise. So, what she was doing? She was not doing anything. She was actually working somewhere in the corner of the house. And she was husking paddy. Do you know what husking paddy means? Sometimes you take a piece of wood and then you bang it against it. No, you cut the paddy and then you bang it. 
Sometimes you use machines. Now in those times, maybe there were no machines. Maybe she was just banging it away so that the paddy falls off. Now she was doing that, and when when you do this, you see your both your hands are working, isn't it? So that means she was wearing bangles. Now during those times, bangles were made of conch, conch shell, you know, white color conch shell. And those were called shankha. Those bangles were conch shells, and they were called shankha. Shankha, the red color ones, which are made of another material, it is called pola. And then there are metallic ones, which are iron, lohu they call it. There are three kinds of bangles which are worn during the olden times. Yeah, there are gold also. Yes, I am not. Don't say I, there was no gold. <laughs> of course, there was gold. There was silver and all those things. But these these were poor people. They would wear shankha. So she was wearing a lot of nice bangles. So when she was wearing the nice bangles and husking, what happened? It was making noise. You know when the bangles they cling against each other. They make noise. The intelligent girl. The next verse says the intelligent girl, considering this as disgraceful, was ashamed and broke the bracelets one by one till only two were left in each arm. Remember, these people had come to see her, hmm? see her, ask for her hand in marriage. It so happened. It so happened that the bangles were clanging against each other and making noise. So when she was husking, these bangles were clanging against each other. They were making noise. So what she did was so as not to attract attention. What did she do? She broke the remaining bangles. Now you may say, why does a person have to break the bangles? You see, in olden times, once you fix the bangle in your hand, okay, you don't remove them. A married woman will wear green color glass bangles and she will not want to remove them till her husband dies. Then she will break them. That was the system in olden times. A young girl would wear other color bangles, you know, maybe red or some other color bangles, or maybe she was wearing the shanka bangles. Now, you can't remove them because once they have gone inside your hand, you you know, you grow in your age, so naturally this, the circumference of this grows. So they are fixed in your hand. So what did she do? She had to break them. So she broke those bangles. She left only two in either hands. Then, as she went on husking, even those two bracelets produced a sound. So she removed one of these also. From the single bracelet, there was no more sound. 
So even if you have two bangles in your hand, okay, and you do this, are they not going to bang against each other and create sound? And that is what happened. The bangles crashed against each other and made noise. Okay, and when they made noise, naturally, even if I make this as a sound, does it not disturb you? See, if I shake my chair and I make some noise, okay, it is going to disturb you. You will come to know, you know. Just imagine there are people sitting in front of me and somebody, normally people sleep in front of me. So when somebody starts snoring, don't you think I'm going to look in that direction and say, hey, what are you doing? So just one sound in, in the vicinity and you are going to look at that. So this girl was a little bit again worried, you know, that there will be some kind of a noise. So she had to break the second bangle also. So she was left with only one bangle. And that way she was able to save her families. You know, you understand? The way in which you represent someone. Just think about me. You are representing me. Okay, let us say. Okay. I am teaching you. You are my students. You are my disciples, devotees. And you are representing me somewhere. Do you think you would want to behave in a manner which is going to be detrimental to, you know, the one that you are representing? Do you see this Imran Khan from Pakistan? What he did in the United Nations was tell the United Nations Assembly that if these Indians don't stop this kind of an activity, I am going to start a nuclear war. How can somebody talk like this? Don't you think it is irresponsible talk? You cannot represent a country and talk irresponsibly. Right? It's exactly the same thing. You cannot talk irresponsibly. You are representing somebody. So this girl was representing her parents. And her parents have to be shown in a good light. So naturally she was not trying to make any noise in, in the house. So she broke all the bangles. What is the significance of this story? You will have to understand. So this is the significance of the story. So let us do verse number 9. Roaming over the world with a view to know the ways of men, I learned this lesson from her, a queller of foes. Remember, this story is being told by Datatre to Yadu. And Krishna is repeating this story to Uddhava. So Krishna is telling Uddhava, Dattatra said, I am roaming all over the world. It is very important for spiritual people to roam the world. Okay? Roam the world doesn't mean that, oh, I go and click. This is the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Okay, very nice. Click. Oh, this is the New York City. Okay. Uh, this, is, this is Washington Monument. Very nice. I am not supposed to go and do that. You roam the world to understand 
Satvaguna and spiritual stuff. You don't roam the world to do tourism, okay? You are not a tourist. You are not supposed to be a tourist. So when you go for any particular activity, let us say you have gone to, uh, I went to Vrindavan, Mathura, all those places I visited. Do you think I will visit the Taj Mahal? You see, if I visit Taj Mahal, then it is called tourism. I am a Rajasik person. Okay. You see, if I am visiting Vrindavan, Vrindavan is a place where Krishna danced with his gopis. He was, you know, as a child. Then in Mathura, he grew up. He was born there and he grew up over there. So I can visit these two places. I can understand that. That is called spiritual tourism. Okay. <laughs> that is pilgrimage. Understood. But if I say, I want to see the red fort, I want to see the Agra fort, I want to see the Taj Mahal. I am sorry, you are doing tourism. Taj Mahal, do you know what it is? It is a tombstone. You know, tombstone what it is? A dead man's place, in a burial place. And I don't think you ever go to a human being's tombstone to worship that person unless and until you are so much involved in it. Oh, this is my father. He is dead over here and he is lying inside the ground. I want to go and put flowers over there. What are you talking about? Your father has become a devil, you know. Maybe a demon. He has become somebody like that. And you are worshipping him. Go and worship some saints. <laughs> if you go to the tombstone of some saint, I will be you know, telling you, okay, fine, this is a good thing. But when you go to your father or mother or brother or sister or somebody's tombstone or your, your own child or somebody like that, I don't know. Those people might have become the demons or they might have become some cockroaches in other life, you know. I mean, think about it. They might have become a goat for all you know and you are going and praying to their grave and that's a stupid thing. You think Mumtaz Mahal, that's the wife of Shah Jahan, the one who, Shah Jahan is the fellow who made that Taj Mahal. You think Shah Jahan and Mumtaz Mahal would have become somebody after their death? Guaranteed they must have become some kind of a, you know, lowly creature. Because without fleecing the people, without squeezing them dry, they have not become somebody big. They don't become somebody great. So why are you going and seeing their tombstone? No. Yes, I went to see a tombstone also, by the way, and that was uh, Prabhupada's tombstone. He was a great saint. He is the one who did this, you know, yes, Hare Krishna thing. Hmm? So, yes, I went and I did Namaskar to it and I went out. So, understand one thing. You don't go to a tombstone of some idiot somewhere who has gone and become some other thing in life and pray to it. Okay? And especially political leaders. Okay. Oh, this is a place where Shakespeare was buried. Shakespeare was buried and you want to go and see his tombstone? What did Shakespeare become? I don't know. He might have become a bird. Or he might have become an animal. Who knows? So... We are not talking about this kind of people. We are talking about somebody who has grown. And I, I said political also. 
oh this was the somebody of my nation who cares if it was somebody of your nation you go and make those statues huge statues of some people you know i still remember statues of some britishers british queen and stuff like that which were there in bangalore city today all those statues have disappeared even in mumbai there is a very big station you know called earlier it was called victoria terminus vt now it is called i think cst chatrapati shivaji terminus it is called now that chatrapati shivaji terminus there used to be there is a very nice building right in front of it and there was one tower now on that tower was one queen's big statue was there you go and see today there is nothing over there <laughs> so these politician statues you think it's going to last nobody gives a damn to the politicians also nobody gives a damn nobody gives a damn to the to the graves that you go and visit why do you go and visit such kind of graves i have to put flowers you know today is my father's death anniversary who gives a damn to your father's death anniversary you think your father was nice enough you know good man that he would have become a saint or something like that no your father is reborn okay reborn somewhere and because of all those nonsensical stuff using the mind remember he is used his mind and when he uses his mind he is going to become some creature he is not going to become some angel or something like that nobody becomes an angel okay only in the movies you become an angel okay hollywood movies indian movies that you will become one chetki in petki or something like that that is i mean in india they you either become a ghost or something like that <laughs> so coming back to our story so don't go to this kind of places avoid going to graveyards especially this kind of taj mahals and all this yeah you're going to make money over there if people are going to the government is going to make money you want to make give money to the government go and buy some bonds see i'm telling you that so this lady okay she is wearing those bangles she removed them and only one one was left so where many dwell there is a quarrel and even when two people there is a chance for a talk therefore one should live alone like the bracelet of a maiden the most important lesson of all in life krishna and dattatrey are recommending this you want to become spiritually perfect you want to be immersed he saying in verse 4 he says immersed in supreme bliss don't stay with another person stay alone in your life don't stay with your parents don't stay with your husbands or wives or children or anybody do you know every channel that you watch on youtube every podcast that you hear every movie that you see every person who is giving great speeches you know they give motivational talk the first thing that they mention is you should be in the company of other people you know that this is what they say always you should live with your family with your people that you love i mean i 
I have never understood what are you talking about? Nobody gives a damn to you. And yet you are thinking there are people who love you. You see, if you keep on sending money to your house, if you are a young person working, stop sending money for a few months and see for yourself what happens. The relationship becomes zero. In one month, less than 45 days from the day that I am telling you, you have stopped sending us money. You don't care for us. You are not a good son. You are not a good daughter. You have become somebody great in your life. This is what these parents, these idiots are going to tell you. Okay. Now, if you are a husband and a wife, for the next 30 days, don't say I love you. Don't even praise that person. Don't even go near that person. Don't kiss. Don't do anything. You know what's going to happen? You have stopped loving me. <gasps> what are you talking about? And if there is a girlfriend and a boyfriend, you know what? Why are you not talking to me? Why are you not talking to me? Why are you not talking to me? I mean, what is this? Why are you not talking to me? This book is telling you. You think this book is some foolish kind of a thing? It's bigger than any Shakespeare, by the way. Understand this. Anything bigger in this life, you can write the biggest... This knowledge is the best, by the way. And yet, human beings want to be in relationships. What is Krishna and what is Dattatraya telling you? Where many dwell, there is a quarrel. When there are two people staying with each other, there is going to be a fight. Take it from me. Take it from Krishna. Take it from Dattatraya. Two people coming together will always quarrel. And there are people who think that they want to get married happily ever after. There is no happily ever after in this life. The only happily ever after is when you are lost in yourself. In the supreme bliss of yourself. And that is the reason why he is recommending that you better stay alone. Not with anybody. No parents, no brother, no sister, no spouse, no children, nobody. There is a chance of a talk. When two people are staying together, do you think they will not speak? They will speak. If you ever stay with me, I'll tell you this one very funny thing which happens. I talk about spiritual. I talk about knowledge. The person who stays with me will always talk about what has gone wrong with their life. How this person behaved, how that person behaved, how the world is. This person cut me in the car, that person bashed my this thing. This, this My boss is bad, My this one is this man. Who gives a damn? You think I am supposed to be listening to all those troubles of yours? I am interested in giving you your spiritual freedom. You see, understand one thing. What is my job? My job is to give you your spiritual will. Isn't it? That is a teacher that I am. No? Just imagine you have a teacher of economics. And this economics teacher talks about some gossip going on. You know, today my wife, she cooked this meal for me. He sit, he's, he's in the class and he's telling the class this. You know, you think, are you interested in his that kind of a nonsense? Or are you interested in learning economics from him? 
so as a teacher as a spiritual teacher my job is to talk about spirituality but when people come to me they talk about their personal life you think i am some paid person you know like a psychiatrist or a consultant that you can come and talk your personal life to me your personal life is your problem go sort it out why are you staying with people the answer is that don't stay with people no stay alone yeah then you will go go and stay with one more person i don't know whether you know this when you stay alone you stay with your mind and then you do ping pong with your mind your mind says one thing you say another thing by the way you get into a split personality think about it so what are we going to eat today mm. today we should have some thai today we should have some chinese today we should have some indian today okay we'll have some fast food which fast food we'll have yeah, this is a you know this is a dialogue going on in your mind why why do you want to have that dialogue also did i not say you are supposed to be silent in your mind that is what he is trying to tell you krishna and dattatreya are telling you this don't talk don't let your mind wander the idea of staying alone is not to talk with your mouth and with your mind have you seen there are lots of people they talk to themselves have you seen people talk to themselves why they are uh, they should be talking in their mind but they are talking now to split personality person number 1 and person number 2 that means multiple people they are talking to multiple people okay i don't know you call it schizophrenia or something like that. i don't know some kind of a <laughs> you are not supposed to talk like that so you are supposed to be silent and this is what she means when she had only one bangle no noise i don't have to bother hmm so stay alone you want your spiritual perfection stay alone don't talk what is the methodology so in the next 10 minutes we are going to do the methodology so one should live alone like the bracelet of the maiden so dattatreya said i learned from this girl that you got to stay alone so that you do not indulge in talk or mind games got it so what do you do when you stay alone this is an important verse so listen carefully we are doing uddhav gita chapter 4 verse 11 what is a person supposed to do when they stay alone verse 11 says conquering posture and through that controlling the breath one ever alert should collect the mind together and hold it steady through renunciation and systematic practice so what is the first thing that you got to do have you ever noticed me telling people don't slouch 
when become like this people when they walk they can't walk straight have you noticed already they are fat and when they walk like this they become double their size they become like a big egg don't do that by the way the term fat okay people said worldwide that is a misogynistic or some kind of a word like that term to say to people those who are fat so don't call fat people fat last week the indian government in a court it was ruled that a man called a woman fat and she went and made a police complaint and this person was hauled up and the court gave a ruling that if a person is fat they are fat so i can definitely call a person fat you understood what i'm saying and then there was one britain's got talent you know that show is there hmm? so in that there was one comedian from a first place called malawi malawi so this person said you see i saw one lady she was looking in the mirror okay and she said that something is wrong with the mirror said so nothing is wrong with the mirror no the mirror is very fat this british lady said the mirror is very fat the man looks at her and says the mirror is not fat you are fat so in england if you can't call a person fat a fat person cannot be called fat a black person cannot be called black by the way this is kind of a nonsensical talk but okay she was fat so then he made a joke he said see from the place that we come from malawi in africa everybody who is like this will be called fat because everybody in malawi is they don't get food to eat you see <laughs> so that was a joke he cracked so do you understand the idea that you got to conquer your posture is very very important don't slouch walk straight keep your body straight when you sit also don't sit what are you a, a frog or something like that even in the chair people want to sit like this no sit straight your back has to be perfect and krishna's first words are datatres conquering posture you have to conquer your posture why is what is the meaning of the word conquering posture we are like you know blob you know blob of some goo when you put it down like this it becomes like that okay you are like that you think of yourself like that so when you sit down you don't stand straight you boo <laughs> especially have you seen those kisses kisses you know kisses you know the chocolate that you get kisses you know how it is like that yeah you don't use that emoji any time you know it looks like poop like that you become like that you know so don't become like that so when you sit you sit properly with the back like this okay straight so you have to conquer the posture don't slouch when you walk walk straight 
when you sit you sit perpendicular okay this is one thing we got to understand why is it important i don't have to give you the technology in it okay the technology is like this i it is called kundalini yoga why do you want to know that kundalini yoga just now don't bother about it just remember sit straight you know sit straight have you seen in your childhood you have got lot of <laughs> on your head sit straight your parents keep on saying that isn't it uh, in the class also the teacher will say hmm? so sitting straight composure your basically your posture has to be perfect right and through that control your breath you know we do shallow breathing i have to show these actions okay it's not that you do this kind of actions while breathing but what i am trying to say is you are doing shallow breathing no take a deep breath do you know there are singers singers arijit singh and all those great singers are there try singing one of their songs and say that last refrain you know can you hold your breath you are getting you become like this see the funny part is you can't hold your breath for such a long time Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because of your shallow breathing, <gasps> you become like this when you climb stairs. Try singing like that. Okay, you should be able to hold your breath for a very long time, and you like that. You can do that. That is called able to hold your breath properly. I mean, breathing properly. Control your breath. one important thing is swimming when you do swimming you better learn to control your breath so swimming is a very important lesson that a person has to take you should be able to hold your breath under water you know tom cruise 6 minutes under water and one shot of his 13 minutes he was i don't know what he was doing under the water and you wonder 13 minutes under the water that fellow held his breath chris angel i think he must be learning from krishna over here or dattatre he knows how to do deep breathing <laughs> so you should be able to control your breath and by the way the breath has to be controlled by you so it doesn't mean that oh, i'm feeling like this no long ever alert the alertness has to be there you see in my satsang i have seen people they will do like this guruji started his satsang and when i say something they'll say i was listening to you 
yeah you are listening to me but you are not alert you are going like this like this and when you have to open your eyes you have to do like this no don't do that can you not be alert one thing that i learned in this last so many years is i can stare at an object for the next half an hour also without blinking can you do that you can't do this you have to stare like this just imagine i'm looking in the camera hello <laughs> so this is what it means being alert you should know even the sounds that are coming from somewhere when you listen to my satsang can you hear the birds talking chirping somewhere yes you should be able to hear that as well why do you think the fan is kept so slow you can see the fan behind no it's going that movement is there you can see that is called alertness you should become alert super sensitive hearing and seeing that is the reason why i can catch people red handed most of the time they are doing it without in, in their own world but i am very particular so you have to do this have an alert should collect their mind together the mind should not be scattered <gasps> you are sitting over here for satsang today i have got an appointment at 12 o'clock then i got to go here then i got to catch the train then i got to go for my this and i got to do this and that what are you doing your mind is not alert spiritual people they are super alert highly sensitive they understand everything does it mean doing work no their eyes are working perfectly their ears are perfect their sense of smell is perfect their taste are perfect you got what i'm saying hold it steady through renunciation and systematic practice so once you do this the breathing activity sitting straight keeping your mind alert focusing on all these things eyes have to be open ears so somebody who says i am meditating the eyes are closed like this i seen people meditate in all these places they meditate with their eyes closed they are not meditating they are going to sleep it's a tamasic activity so all these ashrams that teach you all this kind of bullshit meditation is nothing but telling you keep your eyes closed and don't become super sensitive and here dattatreya is telling you you have to become hyper sensitive you should know exactly what is happening where ever alert and should collect your mind together don't let your mind wander around okay got it and stay hold it steady through renunciation and systematic practice so i'm going to stop over here in the coming week i will open up from this verse once again to give you a rundown for 5 minutes about this entire verse once again so you will understand it much better okay so this week's activity stay alone <laughs> you remember that the macaulay mac whatever his name was kalkin you know huh? home alone like that <laughs> So have a very good day or a good evening take care of yourself